0: God in the highest good will from God to all men for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord our Savior the King of Kings the Lord of Lords God and Jesus are still on the throne uh, no matter how the wicked woke world uh, is going. God and Jesus are still on the throne and uh, you need to keep your eyes on God and His Son Jesus Christ our Savior. So ladies and gentlemen in the words of Dr. David Jeremiah men and women and I have said also down through the years wild men and wild women my brothers and my sisters who are in Christ Jesus those who take seriously what Jesus Christ said When he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's something wrong with your salvation if you don't take that seriously. Salvation is not a ride at Six Flags. Okay, this is not a wee kind of a thing. This is very serious. Uh, So for those of you who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ... Uh, the faithful few, the remnant, the 7,000. May God bless you. I love saying my brothers and my sisters in Christ. Family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And down through the years, and even now today, as Jesus predicted, For those of you who truly love the Lord, and you will not compromise His word and disobey His word for anybody, including family, uh, you will have some enemies in the family, and they are the worst enemies in the world. Thank God for those who are faithful to the Lord and love the Lord and who will not budge from the Lord and his word Thank God for those family members And May God deal with those who have joined with the devil in the woke world against the Uh, those of you who are standing firm on the promises of God and to the standing between the living and the dead prayer devotional memorial 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 family and devotional uh, evangelistic service family members who have been with me for nearly 900 services I thank the Lord for all of my children and I love all of my children and I thank God that they all have helped me in the ministry down through the years And uh, especially today, the younger children are still uh, helping me directly and the older ones too indirectly. Uh, And uh, I thank the Lord for my children, Uh, seven children that I had with my wife. And uh, I thank God for all of my children, but these seven, from the time that they were young, uh, they don't know anything but helping in the ministry. They used to get mad at me when I would make them go to bed when we had to stay up and do things for the ministry. Back in the day, before the internet days, when we had to put on thousands of stamps, or get thousands of publications ready. And, and all of that. And they would pout and get mad, and not want to go to bed, because they wanted to serve the Lord with their father. And so, my beloved, uh, the, service family members of the standing between the living and the dead because that's what you're doing. God bless your heart. You are standing between. If you are alive, (laughs) you are standing between the living and the dead. And you're going to be next. Okay, so Go ahead and get your house in order and prepare to meet thy God. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third. I have to say this for podcast purposes. President of Gospel Light Society International. A ministry officially started about 40 years ago. I've been saved in preaching the gospel for over 43, and after I got out of the Air Force after four years, uh, with honors, even though they were mad at me for preaching the gospel on base and, and preaching the gospel to the general over the base, and they tried to uh, say I was crazy. but. But, uh, and I told them, I'm not mad, most noble Festus. Uh, you need to be born again, lest you go to hell. So that's what I'm, I'm, that's what I was preaching the gospel back then. <clears throat> it, made, it made no difference to me who you were. And, um, and then I formed, by the grace of God, Gospel Light Ministries. That, that was the original name, and and that's still the base name of the ministry. But uh, after uh, attending a Methodist, Wesleyan, rather, Wesleyan University and went on two tours to uh, the, the, the England of the Wesleyan ministry and uh, Wesleyan beginnings, John Wesley, Charles Wesley. What uh, was eye-opening experience and they used the word society back in those days and so uh, uh, The Lord led me to Use that as well. So we added that on and it is an international ministry by the grace of God I preached the gospel around the world personally and then because of my children especially Danita, Danae and Daniqua, and Danielle. Uh, I had heard about internet evangelism. I did not believe that was possible. Uh, But then they showed me, my four daughters showed me, how that you can actually preach the gospel online. And then the McLean Bible Church in Washington, D.C., under uh... doctor dr Lon solomon uh, man they were having church online i mean it was a beautiful service and it was like we were there and then god said okay see there son that's what i want you to do and now i can preach the gospel around the world live and on demand and with the help of my daughter danny and uh... Uh, Daniel and everybody else everybody after Danny did it for a long period of time My daughter, Danny sat there for probably five hundred six hundred podcasts And all you know, I could have moved the mouse, but I needed the support and my daughter, Danny Set everything up for me and when she was a young young girl uh, And uh, young teenager and she would just move the mouse uh, for the script And uh, because God led me to not wing it on a podcast broadcast situation I can do that more now but a podcast needs to be a little bit more exact God told me that and uh, uh, and so she would uh, put the script together and then all of my children began putting the scripts together and now we have uh, thousands of podcasts online and around the world for people to listen to free of charge. So I give God the glory, the praise, and the honor, and, uh, and uh, I praise Him for what He has done. Great things God has done. And so, my dear friends, today... As usual, uh, I am here with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 663, where I simply read the Holy Bible, the King James Version, each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement Allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. In the present and in the future. Today we are reading Ecclesiastes chapter 4. uh, 9 through 16. Shall we pray? And when I say shall we pray that means you need to pray. That's one of the reasons why you're here because you know I'm going to pray, but when I'm praying, I'm not here to pray for you. I mean, I'll pray for you, but I'm I'm, I'm not here to entertain you in prayer, Uh, and I'm trying to help you by telling you to pray. Line up everything that is against you, everything that you have to deal with in your family, in your Business in your job or whatever what have you and you pray to God About it You pray and ask God To truly lead you guide you and direct you throughout this day I don't care how easy you think your day is going to be and How you have it planned out? You acknowledge God in all of your ways And it will be it will go better Even with attacks, and trials, and tribulations, and troubles, and everything else. Okay? And you'll come out on top at the end of the day, having accomplished what God wants you to accomplish. Because, listen to me carefully, if you don't do what God wants you to do, the day is a waste. I don't care what else you do. Okay? So acknowledge God in all of your ways, and He... uh, will direct your paths and your ways. Ask God to pave the way for you, to open up doors for you. Ask God to stop trying to sound, uh, stop trying to um, um, solve your conundrums and your problems, and we all have them. Coming out of the prosperity gospel era, unfortunately people uh, think that the Christian life is an easy life. It's not. It's not an easy life. Jesus Christ told you that. He did not lie to us. The prosperity gospel preachers lied to you. I didn't believe them and you should not have believed them either. No. Don't get that out of your mind. Allow me to disabuse you of that thought. Okay? The Christian life, the real Christian life is not easy. Unless you are a hypocrite and a phony, because you're lost, life is a little bit easier for lost people, but not for saved people. Okay? So pray about everything. Pray always. Pray without ceasing. And what I'm saying to you is, do not poo-poo on prayer and say, I want to get to what he's going to say. I want to get to what he's going to preach. No, without the prayer, you don't have the power. Okay? Alright, so you pray. If you don't want to pray for yourself, pray for me. So let's pray together. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is sitting at your right hand right now, interceding for me and everybody else who is born again in the family of God. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for my two youngest daughters, Danica and Danielle, and my wife and I staying up together into the wee hours of the morning uh, working in the ministry. I praise you and I thank you that my son Daniel Ezekiel is on point this morning and has already taken care of some key things and uh, has been made aware of a concern. (coughs) I thank you Lord for the support that my older children have given uh, financially down through the years and how they are uh, supporting the Younger children uh, In helping the ministry And uh, I Give you the glory the praise and the honor and Lord uh, just like the devil hates me the devil hates them for what they have done and For what you have wrought through them And the devil is seeking to destroy me and the devil is seeking to destroy them uh because of how they have helped their father in the ministry down through the years they really don't know and understand why uh it is uh the devil fights them so hard but uh uh, but after a while by and by you will help them to understand uh the reasons why and uh, uh, Holy Father God helped them to sing the song that I taught them uh, many years ago, one of the first songs that I, uh, one of the first old hymns that I just uh, loved so much, uh, uh, dealing with how that after a while, by and by, we'll understand it better by and by and so Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for bringing us this far by faith a song that we have sung many times in the thousands of services that you've blessed us to participate in even to this day and I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy towards such wretched people as we are. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you. for the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Lord, help everybody. Lord, even lost people can be thankful. Uh, and grateful for what you have done for them. Thank you, Lord, for the big blessings. Thank you for the medium-sized blessings. Thank you for the small blessings that we think are small. And Lord, I thank you personally for the precious memories that you flood my mind with, my heart and soul, spirit with, that are so vivid It's like I'm living them all over again. I can remember streets that my family and I drove on. I I remember moments. I remember stops on the highway that you you protected us at in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, When my son, was, my son Daniel White fourth was supposed to be the security guard, but we all went to sleep. And you protected us on the side of the road. And so, Lord, I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And, Lord, so many fathers are dying, so many mothers are dying, so many children are dying. Those of us who have not had that experience... <coughs> A man died the other day in a car accident and left a beautiful family behind, young family. My children have not had that experience, and I have not yet had that experience of one of them dying. Uh, at the same time, all of that can happen. I thank you for the blessing and the privilege of being able to raise my children uh, and having a family like that, even though it may be hellish sometime because of disobedient family members, such as was the case with my wife, Marika White, it is a heavenly thing. Anybody who's had, who had who has been saved and had the privilege of having a family uh... which none of us deserve it is such a blessing a high blessing uh... and a great journey and uh... a a wonderful process that you put us through in having a family and sticking with the marriage and raising the children all the way through to what some call the uh... empty nest I would not trade those times even though oftentimes difficult for anything in the world and you bless me to do it by faith where I have always preached the gospel not only on Sundays and Wednesdays but over the past nearly seven years nearly every day and so Lord with the help of my children and I stand here uh, because you have used them to set things up in such a beautiful way where I can preach your holy gospel in your holy word live and on demand around the world and uh, it is a blessing that my children uh, help me with the sermons the podcasts the messages, and they also put up uh, They put up the podcasts and videos and everything else. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. Thank you for this joyous, wonderful journey, even though the demonic woke world hates my guts and they try to even use my family against me, uh, using money to get them to pull them uh, and to get them to fight against me and then tell them to use money against me uh, which they they should know that's not going to ever work because I have never preached for money and so Holy Father God I do praise you and I do thank you for the persecutions The tribulations, the troubles, the trials, the temptations, the tests, and the tensions. And I thank you for all distresses and afflictions. And as Paul said, I take pleasure in them. And for many years I've taken pleasure in them, even though I did not make the connection to what Paul said. Uh, uh, But your Holy Spirit taught me. And... uh, uh, Gave me that ability. And so, Holy Father God, I pray for Jesus Christ's sake, for those of us who are saved and born again in my family and in this audience and in this country and around the globe, have mercy and grace, Lord, upon our souls for those of us who are saved. And please, for Jesus Christ's sake, who suffered. <clears throat> bled and died on the cross for our sins, and was buried and rose on the third day uh, by your power. The Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. And Lord, I I, I know that there's some people who think we ought not to confess our sins, but uh, from your holy word, I believe we do, and we need to do that. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures, our disobedience, and thank you for providing a loving way, a merciful way to forgive us of our sins, and uh, help us to confess our sins and to repent of our sins. Help us not to be just good confessors, but good repenters, and to turn away from our evil ways. Uh, And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would, afresh and anew today, crush and crucify our wicked flesh and the old man within us, and fill us, Lord, for the whole day with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against thee. Deliver us, Lord, who are saved in my family and around the world. And I pray for the truly saved in Ukraine and Russia and Taiwan and China. And uh, uh, I pray that uh, uh, President Xi would uh, let your people go and let them worship you freely. And help him to understand that the true Christian would be the best citizens of that country. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would (coughs) uh, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right even today. Not only in the world and people that we don't know, in the church, but in the family. For someone said a long time ago that uh, let charity begin at home. And they were right then and they're right now. And uh, Lord help those of us who are Christians to not be hypocrites, phonies and fakes at home uh, acting like the Adams Family but in church and in public uh, putting off like we are uh, portraying ourselves as the Brady Bunch and it's just not real, it's just not true and Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Uh, that you would uh... also help us lord deliver us from temptation evil and sin and grant us your grace and the power of your holy spirit to love right live right think right and do right uh... for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory i pray also for those of us who are saved in my family and uh, I thank you for the privilege of leading all of my uh, children to you and uh, at the age of seven and uh, on their birthday so they can remember the day they got saved and uh, help them to examine themselves and to make sure that they be in the faith help us all to humble ourselves to pray to seek your face To turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray for my wife, Marika White, and all other people who are not saved in our family. Her mother, her aunts, her siblings, my mother, uh, on my side of the family, and my sisters who are living uh, a grossly disobedient life in your sight. And uh, uh, I pray that, Lord, you will open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears. And, Lord, I pray for the people in the audience today, people on demand, people in this country and around the globe, that you will have your Holy Ghost to not give them rest until they come to know your Savior. Do the same in my wife's life of 34 years of marriage. Um but uh i have not seen any fruits of her salvation nor have my children and i do pray that your holy ghost would not give her rest until uh she comes to know you as savior help her to humble herself it's hard for her to do it's hard for her family to do with the pharaoh uh the demonic pharaoh spirit of pride and the Jamaican, the demonic Jamaican spirit of pride. And they all know, uh, and all Jamaican people know what I'm talking about, especially in the women, and it's hard for them to uh, humble themselves. And I pray that my wife would do that, uh, uh, which do something that I believe has probably never been done in her family. And I pray that you will also cast out the devil and the demons of hell as I have been praying for her for 34 years out of her life and out of her family's life, her mother's life, her aunt's life, her siblings' lives, as well as my own family, my mother uh, and my sisters. Uh, who have been driven by the demonic spirit of Jezebel in the church in the book of Revelation and Lord cast out and Lord I pray that you'll protect my children from the demonic satanic curses that come down through our ancestry on both sides on my side of the family lust fornication, adultery, Uh, men in the family getting other women pregnant, some even during marriage, and uh, even the women committing adultery. And uh, on my wife's side, pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness and not listening to biblical authority and uh, divorce, remarriage, and everything else. So Lord break these demonic, satanic, generational curses off of my children uh, and protect them from it and help them not to get caught up in it because Uh, They never had a loving mother, and so they're trying to gravitate to any motherly figure they can. And it's a sad situation uh, for them to not have a mother who would tell them, I love you, and hug them, where I, the husband, had to make her do it. And the children witnessed that to the point where they didn't want her to say it. they didn't want her to hug them so they're hungry for a motherly motherly love and they used to call me the father and the mother because I genuinely loved them even though I was the one who disciplined them and they used to thank me for chastising them because they knew they said they knew I loved them so holy father god in light of all of that i pray that you would fix it in their lives help them to get away from their demonic family members help them to get away from the their demonic church members and mentors demonic mentors which i warned my daughter Danny about years ago and I said they'll try to turn you against your own father and uh, I pray now that you will open her eyes and help her to see uh, what the devil has done and is trying to do and so Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that Lord you will save those who are lost uh, in this audience in this country and around the globe, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, and uh, encourage those who are mourning and grieving. Uh, We pray, Lord, I thank you for the privilege of going over to South Korea and uh, preaching uh, and meeting the delightful South Korean people um and somehow I, I there's parts of their language that has stuck with me that I can still speak but I do pray Lord today because I cannot imagine I cannot even imagine seeing your daughter, your son, uh, knowing that they were trampled to death, to the point of having cardiac arrest. Lord, I, I didn't even know that was even possible. And they went out to have fun like young people do. I can see my uh, children maybe going to a festival or something, uh, but I cannot even imagine being notified that they were trampled to death by other people pushing to see nothing nearly 200 dead others still sick God comfort those parents, comfort those family members comfort those sisters and brothers as only you can comfort the people who are suffering in Ukraine over to me Lord, a stupid war, a war that um, is not uh, where innocent people are being killed. Comfort the people all over the world suffering from the coronavirus plague and all of the plagues that have come out of it. And uh, thank you Lord for remembering mercy in the midst of chastisement rebuke of your church and judgment upon a wicked and sinful world and holy father god i pray that even though i take pleasure in my infirmities my persecutions uh, my trials tribulations troubles tests and tensions and uh this uh distresses and afflictions. At the same time, Lord, I do pray anything that you can lift off of my spirit, off of my soul and mine, I pray that you would. Uh, so lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, even today. From our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And, uh, Lord, deliver us from the distresses and afflictions that you see fit. Deliver us, Lord, from the tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, intentions that you see fit. Deliver us, Lord, from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress, problems, and troubles and difficulties that you see fit. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that you will bless and protect, and I pray this prayer not only for me and my family, but all of the people in this audience and all Christians everywhere. I pray for the salvation of the lost everywhere. And Holy Father God, I pray that you'll bless and protect my family and the families uh, in this audience and the Christian families around the world. Save all lost families. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. And I include my children, all of my children, in this prayer uh, by name: my daughter Danny, my son Daniel the fourth, Danita, Danay, Daniqua. Daniel Ezekiel, Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia, all of my offspring. And Holy Father God, protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would place upon us the whole arm of God today. Surround us with a band of your holy angels in the wall of your holy fire. And place upon us and, and, and cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was shed. Lord, for our sins, wash and cleanse our hearts, minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ. And uh, Lord, help us and help me right now to pray, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word to preach your Holy Gospel in the way that you would have me to. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would have everything that I do, not only now, but throughout this day, uh, in front of the scenes and behind the scenes, to be done only for your glory, praise and honor, and for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name, Lord, I do pray, we pray, amen. Go ahead and check that. Great. Okay, good. Go ahead and brighten that up. Brighten that up. No, no, now here. Yeah. No, over here. Brighten it. The big circle there. Is it 100%? Okay, good. Many of you don't know it, but Doctor Butts of the historic Abyssinian Baptist Church in New York has died of. Pancreatic cancer. Um, so pray for that family. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing Thus saith the Lord the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 16. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, Two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better is a poor and a wise child than an old and foolish king, who will no more be admonished. For out of prison he cometh to reign whereas also he that is born in his kingdom becometh poor. I considered all the living which walk under the sun with the second child that shall stand up in his steed. Okay. There is no end of all the people, even of all that have been before them. They also that come after shall not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and vexation of spirit. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I do praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the richness of it, and in truth, Lord, I cannot thank you enough for your holy word, for it is uh, uh, the reason why I am saved and born again, and uh, am serving you now for going on 44 years by your grace, uh, by your Holy Spirit's power. And by the salvation that you have provided for me and everyone and so Lord help me to continue and please do not forsake me in my old age as David talked about and help me to continue to read your Holy Word preach your Holy Word teach your Holy Word and preach your Holy Gospel I believe you gave me this privilege of reading your holy word and doing uh, This particular service Because you saw me do it With my own family for 30 plus years every day And I believe that this is an honor to be able to have family devotions with people around the world To help them get through this thing called life in jesus christ's name i pray and for his sake amen ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in christ jesus family friends and foes and yes even foes in the family and to the standing between the living and the dead prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and uh, evangelistic service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1016. Where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other uh, credible uh, commentary or study Bible. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where the Bible says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book and the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, and the giving of the sense of it, the church would be revived and the world would be awakened by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said the most beautiful, most powerful, most magnificent, most loving, And most important words in the history of the world to mankind. When Jesus Christ said one night to an audience of one, a crusade of one, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Can you remember a time that you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ? I can, in spite of being raised in church all of my life. My dad being a popular gospel singer and preacher. My mother being a preacher as well. They took us To church from the time we were born until we left home. I was so sick of church, I was running away from church, I didn't know I was running away from God. But on December the 19th, 1979, after all of that religion and all of that church, which never led me to Jesus Christ, never told me that I was going to hell, just religion, And the greatest enemy of getting saved is religion. I said the greatest enemy to getting truly born again and serving God for real is religion. Church. Yeah, even church. Sad to say. You can die and go to hell from the church pews quicker than you can die and go to hell from the bar. Very dangerous situation. That's a trick of the devil. See? Okay? I'm not talking about church membership. I'm not talking about how many times you went to church. I'm not talking about how faithful you have been to church. That means nothing. That means nothing. I don't care how much money you gave to church. That means absolutely nothing. I don't care how much you have worked for the church. That means nothing. None of that will save you Working in the church won't save you because you don't have enough time <clears throat> Paying giving money to the church Paying your dues as we used to say like it was some kind of uh, uh, Masonic Lodge That's where they got it from paying the dues that, that, that was not biblical and I remember a family member, when they didn't go to church, they were, I don't know where they got this from, but they would wrap the money in a handkerchief and to take this to the church for me. That's my dues. But giving money to the church will not save your soul because you don't have enough money. Getting baptized won't save your soul. I got baptized at the age of 12. I remember it to this day. It was a beautiful Sunday. I didn't even know they had water underneath the pulpit of that old church. But they did, and they baptized me right there. I went down a dry center, came up a wet center, lost as a goat in the Kentucky Derby. Lost. Lost. A lady tried to ask me one time, uh, 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 am I saved? And I told her, no. Well, you Reverend Daniel White Jr.'s son, aren't you? I, I said, yes. Well, surely you're saved, she said with a smile. I, said, I, I tried to tell her I was not. I knew I was not saved. I, I believe all people who are not saved, they know it. Because God wants you to get saved. He's not going to let you be deceived like that. Deep down in your heart, you know that you're not born again. You know that you are not saved. You know that you have not met the Lord Jesus Christ. See, I remember meeting Jesus Christ. December the 19th, 1979. Religion can't save you, and you cannot live the Christian life with just religion. You're going to get tired. You're going to get sick of it. You're not going to. You don't. You're going to be a person who doesn't want to be bothered with it all of the time. See, the, becoming a Christian is a 100% everyday thing, all day. <laughs> you can't fake this, you religious people. And I'm preaching large. Largely to a bunch of church folks. Most church people are lost and on their way to a devil's hell. I believe it with all of my heart. I believe that most people in the church are not wheat but tares and I call them terrorists. I believe that most preachers are lost and on their way to a devil's hell. That's why 70% of them quit during the... Coronavirus plague or they were hirelings. They just took the job for money and prestige They were never called by God because they they have never been saved by God see and so you might be in that number religious but lost And so this passage is for you these words of Jesus Christ are for you my dear friend For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life in heaven. By simple faith in Jesus Christ, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. It's not about church membership, whether or not you join the church. May I say something to you? Huh? That's not, that's not where it's at. Getting baptized, you say, well, I got baptized when I was 12. I did too, and I was lost when I came out of the water and was acting lost. And you're lost too if you're depending upon that. I've been in the church all of my life, and if you don't get saved, you're going to go to hell for uh, forever. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, as he has said. Go by what Jesus Christ said. For God so loved the world. That means that God loves you. No matter what you have done or who you are, what family you come from. Religious or irreligious, red, yellow, black, or white, you're precious in God's sight. You may not be, we, we may not be precious in each other's sight because of our sinful, wicked nature, but God does not have that. He loves everybody the same. He has no respect of persons. He loves everybody. For God so loved the world that includes you. Are you in this world? Let's let's just ask some questions here and answer them. Are you in this world? Okay, then He loves you. You see, I I just feel so dirty and unworthy. You know, I've been a prostitute. I've been a homosexual. Uh, I've committed adultery and uh, I've stolen things and I, I just feel so unworthy. I feel... You know I have an inferiority complex. We all do because we are unworthy because we are wicked sinners by nature And so we're constantly feeling uh, Guilty why because we keep on producing sins We have a sinful nature the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God everybody From the president on down, from the Pope on down, from the prime minister on down, from the pastor on down, from even Pastor Joel Osteen on down. We all have sinned against God. Every last one of us. We're wicked. We're evil. We're depraved. And don't put any sin past anybody. Don't be shocked. What people have done and what they're doing, you you adjust just as wicked. You may maybe you didn't do it, you thought about it though, and wish you could have done it. Do you know God is so merciful and gracious uh, to us that there's some things that people have thought of, thought of doing wickedness. They thought of doing, and God didn't give you the opportunity. God God prevented it from happening, happening because it would have destroyed your life. Do you know that? Huh? Yes, you have free will, but God can block you. <laughs> you thought about doing it and if the opportunity was there, you would have done it, but God blocked you. That's love for you. You just can't do see some of you some of your evil And you know you're evil, and you're thinking about doing evil like like some other person has done, but God has blocked you. You you don't even have the opportunity to do it. But you got, got it in your wicked heart to do it, if you could. This is, as the songwriter said, my father's world. And so, dear friend, the Bible says... The wages of sin is death. You understand that? That means your payment. Part of your payment for your sin is death. Your payment for sin is death. That's physical death. And then spiritual death in hell forever. Eternal death. Your initial death from this earth. Which is a tragedy. Which don't take lightly and don't don't believe the false philosophers and false preachers who tell you "Oh well, you know death is a continuation of life. No, it's not. Do you hear me? (laughs) No, it's not my dear friend Uh uh-uh That means you're dead and you're gone From this place this beautiful place by the way called earth Now, heaven is going to be magnificent, even better than earth, but let me tell you something. God did something big time with earth. There's nothing wrong with earth. There's something wrong with us. See, see, this is why some of you try to escape your country and go to the Virgin Islands or go to Jamaica Land or go to uh, Bahamas and you think that things are going to be better down there. Have you found out yet that things are not better down there or no place else or any place else in the world? Why? Because it's the same wicked, sinner, evil you going to those beautiful places. And as soon as you land there, you defile it. And your problems don't leave you. The plane did not dissolve your problem that you had in Atlanta or Dallas or San Diego. It's the same evil, wicked, depraved you. And you go down there doing the same things you were doing up here. Which causes you problems down there. See. There's nothing wrong with the earth. The earth is beautiful. Uh, One time I was in the Virgin Islands. And I went to the beach. And the water was so blue it was green. Whatever that is. Some of you scientists out there would like to tell me. I know. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what, what scientific term you got for it. I'm saying to you the water was so blue it was green and you can see the fish swimming around in the water. But that didn't change me. It didn't solve the problems I had when I boarded the plane to go down there. And Going to the virgin uh, the virgin island would not solve your problems Why because you are a, you are a depraved wicked sinner and? the wages of our sin the payment the paycheck that we're going to receive at the end of our life for our sins is death and What God wants you to understand is that if you if God will allow you to die from this earth because you are a sinner This beautiful ball called earth that is hanging on nothing. See, the reason why people thought for many years that the earth was flat is because in our minds, we we want things on a foundation. God is so awesome to help you believe in him. He put a ball out there in the universe called earth and made it perfect for for mankind it is the if you will garden of Eden of the universe it is magnificent and if we had not sinned and disobeyed God this place would be dynamite we're the ones who have messed it up and defiled it because God is holy And when God issues his commandments do not eat of that tree he means that and all of us have a tree in this garden that he does not want us to eat from see God is serious about obedience and since we have not obeyed him we are depraved wicked sinners who continue to sin We produce sin, we manufacture sin, we make up sin. That's the wicked nature of sin and so we die. And if God will allow you to die from this earth, God wants you to understand And hear me well on this. Because you don't understand this. And you don't believe it. But I'm telling you. You better believe it. I'm telling you. Because when God says something. It's going to be done. Man. Okay. And that is. If God will allow you. To die from this beautiful creation called earth. Hanging on nothing. But his word. If it dropped a little bit, we would freeze to death. If it jumped up a little higher, we would burn to death. What are you talking about, man? There's a God somewhere talking about evolution. My foot. Are you kidding me? That you came from a tadpole that turned into this and turned into a frog and the frog turned into a croMagnon magnon and all that. Beyonce didn't come from no tadpole or ape. A monkey? Nothing so beautiful can come from such a creature. No, no, come on man. Come on now. Huh? And what God wants you to understand is that if he will allow you to die from this place called earth he will allow you to go to hell to spend eternity because of your sins if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ now if somebody had told me that when I was a youngster I would have gotten saved then I believe because I don't like pain I don't like uh, I I, I don't want to go to hell Uh, I believe that I would have gotten saved if they would presented the gospel to me like that. The bad news and then the good news. Now going to to hell is the bad news. Now here's the good news. Again, for God so loved the world. This comes from Jesus Christ himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He is the only begotten son. And it just so happens that he's the one saying these most important words in the history of the world. The most transcendent words, the most glorious words in the history of the world. And the most important words for you and for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that word whosoever means anybody in any time, red, yellow, black, or white. We're all precious in his sight. Whosoever means anybody at any time. Whosoever believeth in him. What does believeth mean? Have faith in Jesus Christ. Trust in Jesus Christ. Depend upon Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus Christ. Whosoever believeth in him not believeth in church membership, not believeth in a pastor, not believeth in baptism, not believeth in giving money to the church, not believeth in giving uh, time to the church, believeth in Him. See, if if you trust in anything else, like church membership or baptism, Jesus Christ died in vain, and my friends, he did not, listen to me very carefully, I'm telling you now, Jesus Christ did not die in vain. God's not going to let you trust in anything else to get saved. Well, I did good over here, and I worked in the church, that means nothing. If you're not first believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And trusting in him and him only for your salvation because Jesus Christ said I am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father but by me by me not church building not uh, speaking in some unknown tongue not in baptism not in singing in a choir not in being a preacher not in giving money to the church. Not in, in in giving your time to the church. None of that. These are some good things that ought to be done after you get saved. But in order to get saved, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Or you will perish. Perish in hell. Forever. Continuously. It's not that you're going to burn up and this, that's going to be it. Because that, that's what the devil is telling some of you. Oh, you're going to go to hell and burn up. And that's going to be it. Nope. See, the eternal soul cannot die. Yeah. You're going you're to spend eternity somewhere. Either in heaven or hell. And God does not play. God loves everybody. He, but you must understand, he's already proven his love. By sending his son to suffer, to bleed, and to die a cruel death for you and for me. That's love for you to pay for your sins, and if you don't believe in him You will not get saved Now does God want you to go to hell? No That's why we're still here in this crazy world right now. Why? Because of him he's waiting on you. He waited on me For 19 years of all that religion. Lost and on my way to hell. For some reason. He. For some reason he had me to pray a prayer. If, if I would title it. It was a prayer that was titled. Uh, Lord show me the light. That's what I prayed. I, I don't know. how I don't know. I don't know why God. Spoke to me like that. I don't know. I, I can't explain that. I was lost. And, and, and a heathen. I was all about them girls. That's the fact. All about them girls. That's all I was, I was. Like that girl was saying, all about that bass. I was all about that those girls. That's it. Wicked as the devil. Lost and on my way to hell and didn't even know it. That's frightening. But somehow. Throughout those, those years, 19 years, far back as I can remember, I started praying, Lord, show me the light. And on December the 19th of 1979, he showed me the light. Okay? <laughs> and I remember it. My life has been changed ever since. And you must understand, I hated my dad for, because he was a preacher and I carried his name. I was so mortified to be his son. That's a fact I can't it, Because he was a popular preacher and everybody in any time I would try to talk to a girl or something and then you know They would oh you you Daniel white Reverend Daniel white jr. Son on John And I wanted to be the baddest out of the bunch See and uh, It wasn't until December 19th 1979 God waited on me And there were several times I could have died and gone to hell. We did some very dangerous things back in those days that kids don't, I mean, they should not be doing today. And I thank God he waited on me. And God is waiting on you right now. And God is giving you an opportunity to get saved by his grace right now. Saved from what? Saved from hell, man, woman. Saved from hell. That Ultimately, that's what it's about. Because God wants you to be a part of the divine uh, reset up in heaven. Don't miss that. I would encourage you not to miss that. Get saved today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. In Jesus. Should not perish. Should not go to hell. To perish forever. In rivers. and lakes. and oceans of fire. And I'm telling you. Jesus Christ preached on hell. More than he preached on heaven. Jesus Christ preached on hell. More than he. Uh. Uh, more than the apostles and more than the prophets. Jesus Christ was a hellfire and brimstone preacher because he knew what he was going to do for uh, you and me. He was going to die, give up his perfect, innocent life. Jesus Christ never sinned, even though he was tempted. He never sinned against God in word, thought, or deed. So, He didn't die for himself, he died for us and shed his holy precious blood for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And all you have to do is believe in him and believe his gospel. Call on his name and pray and ask him to save you from hell. And then you will have everlasting life. Are you ready to give your heart to Jesus? Are you ready to believe in him? Are you ready to do what the Bible says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? Let's do it right now. I will help you as Michael Lewis helped me. Pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God. I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly by lying, by stealing, by lusting, by co- coveting, by dishonoring and disobeying my parents, by Uh, disobeying you by taking your name in vain and many other sins I've committed against you. For Jesus Christ's sake please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. as i now believe with all of my heart the best way that i know how in your holy son the lord jesus christ who suffered bled and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day by your power Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul and change my life. Help me to change. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer and you believed in your heart as Jesus instructed you to do, in him, in the Lord Jesus Christ, according to the word of God, according to the words of Jesus Christ himself, you are now saved from hell and you now have eternal life to help you to grow in your newfound faith in christ i have a little free book for you you can download instantaneously and start reading immediately at gospellightsociety.com titled what to do after you enter through the door Uh, this book will help you get started right and give you uh, everything you need to grow and become the disciple, the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, you can email us at the email that's on your platform or you can email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com Let us know that you got saved so that we can uh, pray for you, send you more information, and uh, rejoice with you. And you can also send in prayer requests, questions, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Also, go to Gospel Light Society Podcasts, and we have thousands of podcasts that will give you a bible college education and a seminary education uh, if you listen to the podcast it's free of charge and they will help you to grow uh, even more than the book and so uh, that is all available to you free of charge uh, listen and be blessed and grow in god's grace and be encouraged in the faith At this time, my beloved, we're going to resume uh, the standing between the living and the dead service at the point of our Bible study, the scripture and the sense. And for those of you who just got saved, this will be your first true Bible study. Today, we are reading Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. I still feel like singing But I'm not Because I can't sing And when they were Departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. <coughs> Pardon me. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Let me say right off of the bat. Which is not in my notes. Um, This is not a parallel, but it's just interesting. Uh, Some would call it trivia. But there was another man who went down to Egypt. uh, The brother of Solomon. Until... Solomon died. I believe that's how it goes. No parallel, no connection. I'm just just bringing that up. For those of you who read the whole Bible, uh, you can you just remember things uh, like that. But the other thing I want to say right off the bat uh, is that to all of the people of this world, all of uh, the... Mighty women of the world who think that you can raise a family by yourself And all of that God thinks differently because see this right here what God is doing with Joseph his son's stepfather because he was not the father He was a stepfather But this takes muscle to do What needed to be done here? And God entrusted Joseph and instructed Joseph, Get, take my son, basically, my son, Jesus, and his mother. See, you need a man to do this right here. There's some things, my uh, all-powerful women of today, that you need a man for. Preferably your husband. And not somebody you have sex with every now and then to get him to do something for you. That's not the way God wants you to do that. And you're going to suffer the consequences of that in your heart, your mind, your soul, and your spirit. Uh, So don't do that. If you want a man in your life to handle manly things, uh... You get married you humble yourself down you submit to your husband and he's there all the time to help you with things that a man needs to do Okay, now God Gave Joseph the privilege To help raise the Son of God and to protect the Son of God And I believe God is saying to men and women that uh you need, if you want to have children, and get, you know, uh, and, 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 and do things the right way, and have sex the right way, you need a man. You don't need another woman. You, you need a man to guide you, and to lead you, and to help pave the way for you, See. and and some of you women are working too hard trying to be the man. You understand what I'm saying? And what happens? You get angry, you become bitter, you become resentful. Some of you young women who are hell-bent on leaving uh, your father's home to, to live on your own and all of that, you become hardened, hateful, stubborn, rebellious. If you don't get married to a man, and you become mean, and, and and then you get messed over by some man, and then you become bitter and angry at all men, including your father, because you did it the wrong way. Why? Because you're proud, and you're stubborn, and you're arrogant, and then when you get caught up into wokeism, uh, then you truly begin to hate men and despise men, you women. And, and and some of you men become homosexuals, and you looking for a man when well you ought to be looking for a woman. Uh, and and, and uh, now you want to take up causes uh, that have already been dealt with, and you add that on to your shoulders, and uh, you end up becoming a an angry, bitter uh, warlock or witch of a person. You never you're never happy about anything. You're mad as the devil and you used to not be that way If you don't do things I don't care what you think or who you think you are if you don't do things the way God has designed them It's going to turn out being a mess in your life And if you if you are Uh, Pharaohistically proud Then it's very likely you're not going to Repent you're not going to come back and you're not going to get it right and you're not going to uh, change your ways And some of you are going to die young because of your pride stubbornness and rebelliousness and trying to be everything or doing things the wrong way trying to have sex with a woman a woman being a a a, a, um, uh, a woman trying to have sex with a woman being a lesbian trying to make a woman your man and what oftentimes ends up with that you end up with great anger towards one another to the point of killing one another. I uh, believe that this woman who cut off this other woman, supposed to be her friend, hid and put her in a bag. I, I believe they were in, a, were in a lesbian situation. I do believe. And as I have told you many times, you do not want to cross a homosexual, a lesbian or a homosexual, male, male homosexual. Uh, you talk about... Uh, a woman being scorned, but you haven't seen anything when a homosexual has been scorned a male homosexual or a, a female homosexual They'll kill you They're very very extremely demonically vindictive So and that's that's all free uh, but God here God gave his son an earthly father because sometimes when you got to move from Israel down to Egypt you need a man woman and not some higher some uh, you know rent a man you need a husband because because uh, you're gonna have to pay the the rent a man and it's probably going to be uh, sexually uh, done to pay him you got to do some something nasty and filthy with a stranger to get him to move you down to Egypt. Oral sex or some other kind of sex because you're renting a man uh, when you could have a husband and should have a husband to help you in life. That's God's way. And not, not your girlfriends your militant girlfriends who act like they a man. Got their hair all cut and these are your soldiers. And, and they're making you into a lesbian too. With their little short haircuts and male clothes and so forth. So anyway ladies and gentlemen that was Matthew chapter 2. That I just read in your hearing, verses 13 through 15. Now, here is the sense of it, here is the understanding of it, uh, if you will, with the help of the Holy Ghost and uh, the help of Dr. Matthew Henry. Egypt had been a house of bondage to Israel and particularly cruel to the infants of Israel yet it is to be a place of refuge to the Holy Son of God the child Jesus God when he pleases listen to this well get this now pay attention God when he pleases can make the worst of places serve the best of purposes Never, may I say, never underestimate what God can do in any given situation. This was a trial of the faith of Joseph and Mary, but their faith being tried was found firm. If we and our infants infants are at any time in trouble, let us remember the straits in which Christ was when an infant. Shall we pray? Holy Father, God, I praise you and thank you so much for what you gave me and what you gave Dr. Matthew Henry. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. Help us to learn the lessons from the reading of this passage. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down. Go ahead and fix it. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord. Since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord burning down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord. Burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. move my mic away from my mouth so that you couldn't hear my bad singing. But sometimes I just have to let it out, even in front of other people. Even though I have been told by a pastor friend, don't do that anymore. He told me because he loved me. An older preacher friend, almost 30 years older than me. He said, son, don't, you're, you're a great preacher, but don't do that. And I have taken heed to him. Sometimes it just got to come out. I have a melody in my heart. Sometimes I just have to make a joyful noise. And I I know how I know how painful it is to hear somebody who can't sing. We had a church member. He he, he loved to sing the hymns. He would get so happy. I led it, I led him to the Lord personally. One evening, while he was watching his team, the 49ers, I I knocked on his door. He was just sitting; the door was open. I mean, I could see him in the, and he let me in. And I uh, he cut the TV off, and I led him to Jesus, showed him the same thing I showed you today from the Word of God, and he got saved. Got saved. His girlfriend got saved too. They became members of the church, but he could not sing a lick. And would be the in our, in our congregation of saying he was just so joyful, you know, so happy to sing, saying these hymns. And he liked certain ones, and he would just smile and grin and sing, you know, make a joyful noise. It was a joyful noise. That's that's all, because he couldn't sing a lick. It messed up the beat for everybody else and everything else. I mean. But I, I let him go on and sing, and he would do it on Sundays and on Wednesday nights. I mean, and be rocking back and forth and just couldn't sing a lick and, and, and just making a joyful noise. But he was faithful. Uh, he became one of my assistants as well. Well, today we go to the family segment, and we go to what I call the family verses. And I believe that this is our third day in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Where God is speaking to the Father first and foremost. And I believe God set it up this way on purpose. God does not make any mistakes. Yes, the mother is uh, part of the you know, system of parenting. And she needs to do her part. I believe a child needs a male father and a female mother to balance their lives out. And um, and but the father is not only the head over the wife; the father is the head over the children, and he should determine how his children are raised and how they're educated. And the wife is to submit to the husband, father. And do what he tells her to do. That's how it's been in my family, in my household. See, because I'm the one in authority here, which means I'm going to be the one who's going to answer to God. And so I made up my mind a long time ago, fathers, that if I have to be the one to answer to God for her and for the children, then it's going to go my way. Preacher, are you telling me that your wife didn't have any say in how you raise uh, your children? No, she did not. Nope. It went the way I wanted it to go. And uh, because, see, if it was up to my wife, they would have gone to the public school so that she could be footloose and fancy-free. Uh, and use them as a glorified babysitting uh, system, as many of you do. And be one of those kind of mothers who can't wait till the children go back to school. This is a hellacious system, by the way. Hellacious. I don't care. You say, well, this is the American way. I don't care if it's the American way or not. It's hellacious. All, All parents should raise their own children and teach their own children at home. That's what I believe. And 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 so it was no question that I was going to having been raised in the public school system Which is a hellacious system from hell and is worse today Than ever before Your children are going to become a child of hell being raised in the public school system And the public school system is a hundred times worse now than it was when I was growing up see some of you parents you baby boomers and others you want for your children what we had back in in Brinson Memorial elementary school when they had a paddle this this wide this long with a handle And it had holes in the paddle so that the wind can't catch it while I was going towards your behind. And Mrs. Cartwright whipped my behind. She was a white lady, white woman, but she whipped my behind with that and whipped everybody else's behind in that classroom. She would, oh, hold on a minute. Oh, we're not going to have that today. Uh, Daniel, come on out here. Brinson Memorial... Elementary school. We didn't have this craziness. And this chaos. And people. Uh, ganging up on people. And shooting people. We didn't have that. Mrs. Cartwright by herself. We'll take your behind out into the hallway. It, and it was most embarrassing too. Leave the door open. So she can see if there's anybody else. Who want a whipping. And we'll take that big old paddle. With her. With, with, with holes in it. And I said, "I said, white folks, just think of everything, don't they? Because see, mommy would take a belt, anything that she could get to whip your butt with. They had a paddle. And they had the authority of the parents, the city, the school board, and everybody else to whip your behind if you're gonna disrupt their class. Because see, you can't learn anything where everybody's acting like a, a, a devil in the classroom, man. Mrs. Cartwright put a put a stop to that real quick, and she had the paddle right there where you can see it. It had a little leather strap on it and hanging right there. And she didn't play. Okay, and some of us we want that for our children. See, we want that in the public school system. You know, it was not it was not great then, but but you know we have some halfway decent memories. You don't have that today. The students will whip the teachers behind. Gang up on the teacher and beat the daylights out of her. And then if you if they got in a fight and the teacher come and try to help, stop it, they're going to turn on her and beat her behind. I mean, I'm not telling you what, what's not happening. That's in the news. Men have to body slam young people, body, principals and teachers, because they, they, they attack the teacher. <clears throat> and here's the teacher and the principal in a white shirt and a tie, uh, got his dukes up with a, with a teenager. Police officers got to come in and turn desks over. Man, They got police officers at the schools come on man come on now see so anyway I was telling you no as for me and my house we serve the Lord the way the Lord led me and I suggest that be the case in your household too, men husbands and fathers it's going to go against the grain, and it's going to go against wokeism. It's going to go against the American system and all of the other foolishness that goes on. But you better do you better do it God's way. Because you're going to answer to God. Now, I did my job, by the grace of God. I did my part. And I have no fear uh, in that area of my life of not being... Uh, 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 Rewarded by God for doing my part as the father as the husband and the father of my family I have no fear of that because I did it the way he led me to do it and uh, uh, and uh, so I have no fear of of not pleasing God in that area uh, because God led me to do what I did based upon the word of God And, uh, I have no fear of my children forsaking the Lord. Uh, I mean, there might be one or two who may do that. I don't know. But I know I did my part. I did my job. See, and I want you to do your job. And you need to understand, since you're going to have to answer to God for your wife and your children, you better get your instruction from God, not your wife. Don't hearken to the voice of your wife, sir. That's what's wrong in your family, in the church, and in the community, and in this nation, and in the world today. The same thing that God is in this mess in the first place. Adam hearkening to the voice of his wife instead of hearkening to God. I have never, in my natural born days, I have never, since my wife and I met, I've never hearkened to her voice about nothing. And I thank God I didn't. I didn't hearken to her voice about putting the children in public school, uh, which she wanted to do. I didn't hearken to her voice about nursing the children. I wanted her to nurse the children. And I know some of you are freedom fighters out there saying, you mean to tell me you told her to do what to do with her body? Yes, I did. You know why? Because God told me to do it that way. I thank God I did because we didn't have any of the childhood uh, 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 diseases that so many children go through every year, ear aches. But our children never, and not ear ear infections and all that, never had an ear infection out of seven children. Never had uh, uh, any cavities out of seven children. Uh... uh None of that. And other issues, health issues. Why? Because there's something in the milk that God provided for human beings that's not in cow's milk or in a can, something man made called Similac. May God help us. I didn't even know they were still selling Similac until they ran out. No, she didn't have a say in that. I said, breastfeed these children. Now, I didn't know. You say, well, preacher, did you know everything about breastfeeding? Did you know anything about breastfeeding? No, because I was not breastfed. Wish I was now, now that's what I know. I would have been healthier. Probably would have had more sense. I don't know. All I know is I know this. I, I I've never I've never had any problem with any of my children, you know, picking on I mean uh, uh fighting with their siblings, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I never had that. And I, I don't know where that come from. I don't know where they come from. I guess they were they feared me too much or something. I don't know. But they never I never we never had that. Kind of back and forth like I was raised in. I don't know if that comes from the breastfeeding or not. I do know that their healthiness and not having to go to the hospital. Uh, uh, all of their young life, growing up until they became grown. I only had one daughter who had to uh, go to the hospital for something, and uh, uh, and that's a female. It was a female issue, but that's that's it. And so I told her, you know, we are going to breastfeed. Now you said, did you know anything about it? No, I didn't know anything about it. Did you Did you investigate it and look, looked it up about breastfeeding way back then? Nope. I just knew what the Bible said. That the child ought to suck the paps. Huh? That's it. Whatever the Bible says, let's, let's do that. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. It saved us. We never had to go out and buy any Similac or any milk or none of that, which I was raised up on, I knew that, I knew about that. You know, putting the bottle in the, in the, uh, what, Uh, on the stove and had to heat it up before you gave it and then you had to put it on your skin to see if it was too hot for the baby and on it, We never did that, we never had to pay any money for that, do you hear me? Oh yeah, no, we got a little juice or something, or uh, you know, but uh, none of that. That saved us, no doubt, thousands of dollars over the years with seven children. And it was not a, a real economic uh, d- uh, issue. Now, one thing that my wife didn't like that I made a, a decision on. Um, that was an economic decision with seven children can you guess some of your mothers can guess i went to the store and bought my wife some real diapers not pampers and there were pampers out there all kind of pampers i said we spend too much money on these pampers i mean every time i turn around we don't have any pampers now you know pampers is the general Generic, I mean not generic name, but it's the name for all baby diapers, you know But somehow it came in my mind to save money to get some real diapers and I remember buying a pack of real diapers and some pins and I, I presented them to my wife and she looked at me like I was crazy. I Said well, that's what you are going to use and uh, because we need to save some money. Every time I turn around, you talking about some Pampers. And I, would buy, I was buying the cheaper Pampers. Still, it, it wasn't enough. With seven children, see. You made your wife put on dirty, I mean put on diapers? Yeah, I made them wash them out too. She had to wash them out. I said she had to wash them out with her hands first in the toilet, I know it sounds nasty, and then it had to wash mine in a pail or whatever. That's right, I bought her a scrub board as well. How many of you remember the scrub board? That's what your grandmother used to have. I bought her a scrub board to clean those diapers real good. And if she didn't do a good job, I made her do it over again. That's right, that's right. That saved us thousands of dollars. That saved us more than the Similac, buying Similac with seven children. Okay, so men, you do what God leads you to do. Don't hearken to the voice of your wife. Don't do that. You hearken to God, always, and you have you keep your own thoughts. You do what you think is best and i know see this is why i have so many women pastors wives and women who hate my guts and they're trying to get the women uh trying to get my daughters to hate me too this is why uh my mother and my sisters don't care for me because i say stuff like this see and they don't want to hear it They, they believe in not only uh, their husbands hawking to their voices you better harken to my voice is their attitude and spirit So I was raising that kind of home and I, I I don't buy it I am NOT I don't subject myself to that as a man, so I and I know how bad it is Because my dad was miserable under that foolishness And I said I, I I'm I made a promise to Myself I was never going to be like that I'm not, I'm not going to be in my house where I can't say what I need to say In my own house To my wife and to my children And while you all And they all are divorced And remarried And everything else And not man not living in the house with them anymore Because they can't put up with her And all this kind of mess See uh, uh, My wife and I are still married After 34 years You know why? Because I never hearkened to her voice. I hearkened to God's voice. And I led her, and I led my children. And I've been happy every day. Every day of my life. You say, have you enjoyed this marriage, this so-called bad marriage that you I've enjoyed every day of it. You know why? Because uh, it's going to go my way. And my wife could have enjoyed every day, too, if she obeyed and submitted, see. Instead of resisting and being proud and stubborn. But I heard that you men are supposed to, uh, you know, appease us and and let us have our way. And, you know, if mommy ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. You know, if uh, 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 happy wife, happy life. No, 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 no. You understand? I, I, I cast all of that back into hell for you men. Now, you can go and dig it up if you want to. I cast that in hell. I ain't never lived that way. It didn't didn't matter to me whether she was happy or not. I'm going to be happy. Because I was, like I told her for 34 years, I was happy before I met you in Jesus. Okay? And so you better bring Jesus to the table with you so that you can be happy. And one thing I do know, this goes for men and women, if you obey God, you will be happy in Jesus. Dr. John McNeil and his church taught me that song uh, trust and obey. If you want to be happy in Jesus, you trust in Him and trust in God, and you obey. God taught me that, <laughs> so you know, mm-mm. you you can't be in rebellion and, and be happy in Jesus. Glory be to God. I'm helping you right now. Okay. And by the way, when I use my wife and my family in these sermons and so forth, then it's not for them. They've heard this a, a, a million times My wife is right here helping me in the ministry right now And she knows I mean what I'm saying because I have practiced I have I, 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 I've never harkened to her voice. I Have no fear of my wife. I have fear of God See that's the problem with some of you men you fear your wife more than you fear God and you out there trying to appease her and buy her a big house and a big car and everything else and guess what's going to happen with all of that appeasing? She's going to divorce you, take the house, take the car, the children and then she's going to start having sex with a man who does not even care for her and she'll submit to him because he don't even care for her. See? But you out here buying all of this and doing all of this and doing that and appeasing her, trying to make her happy because you heard some preacher said, happy wife, happy life. That's a lot of hell. Now you you should be happy uh, whether she's happy or not. You can't make her happy. And there there are other preachers now who are more prominent than I are saying that now. That's a lot of hell. It's not your job to make your wife happy, man. Only God, only Jesus can make your wife happy. Only God, only Jesus can make you happy and make your children happy. And if your children get away from God and so forth, they're going to get unhappy real quick. And God will begin to chop down and take everything they got. God will chastise them and rebuke them, especially if you taught them well, for they know better. They're, they're going to find out, don't worry about it, they're going to find out that their woke, devilish friends and family members uh, will not be able to sustain them when God gets a hold of them for their disobedience, rebelliousness, and stubbornness. Because see, woke people, woke devilish people, devilish woke people, and family members included, church members included, they use money and they use manipulation. They use cars and houses to get your child. But see, God is in control, and God will strip them of their devilish woke family members, their devilish woke friends, And the cars the houses and the money that the Homosexually driven uh, Woke people were giving them and promising them That if you destroy your father and uh, because he's not woke like us uh, If you if you uh, fight against your father and disrespect your father, we're going to give you this right here That's what the woke pastors and the woke pastors wives and the woke mentors and uh, the woke family members do see they use money you know where they got the money from from homosexuals because they have all the money the gays and the lesbians and I'm not gonna tell you how they have gotten it but they got it to recruit people including your own children but if you have taught your children well the Word of God and they know better they will be whipped with many stripes and a whole lot of bad things will happen to them and god is attempting to whip them back into uh, the proper relationship with him and with their parents but some who are proud and stubborn and rebellious will not do so and then they will suffer even more and some have died young and will die young because god if you truly say god will take you home when you know you're wrong and you're doing wrong and you're doing evil, God will take you home. You're going to have a short life. Don't worry about it, you godly parents. Okay? Don't worry about it. God will take care of it. And God will take care and God has taken care of, and is taken care of, and we'll take care of the devilish woke people in your family and in your church. Uh, okay? So don't, you just put it in God's hands always remember vengeance is mine I will repay and if they're smart they'll come back to God and come back to you and apologize and go on with their lives if they have any sense and so ladies and gentlemen uh, let's pray for other families and uh, pray for other people holy father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ thank you for your holy word and thank you Lord for the privilege to present and to preach the gospel and other things the whole counsel of God and Lord I do pray For the salvation of every, uh, first I pray, Lord, for the healing of every Christian marriage and family, the salvation of every lost (coughs) marriage and family. (coughs) Pardon me, Lord, and Holy Father God, I pray that your people would use your holy word uh, to fix their marriages and families. To confess their sins and to repent lord god in heaven i pray for all people who name the name of christ have mercy and grace upon us all for we have failed you lord you know it Uh, even though you have been very loving and gracious and patient with us but you know we have failed you miserably for jesus christ's sake please have mercy and grace upon us forgive us of our wicked sins of not obeying your great commandment, not obeying your great commission. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray now for, yes, the millions who are hurting and grieving and lord i admit i have never grieved and mourned like these people i think about the korean korean parents of these young people some 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 lord out and about as young people do trampled on like trash Lord I've never seen anything like this Uh, not in not up close like this and in detail where we actually saw dead bodies on the ground multiple hundreds and other people unconscious in their thin frail bodies already some never had a chance God help these parents who are grieving today and many of these people are, are many of these parents are Christians and I thank you for the privilege of allowing me to meet some down through the years and Comfort them as only you can And Lord we pray that you'll comfort those who are grieving from the coronavirus plague and all of the other plagues that came out of it Comfort them as only you can draw them to yourself for salvation and uh, Holy Father God we pray for some by name as we have done for nearly 900 services we pray Lord for the family and friends of Ohio resident Juan Aubrey uh, we pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Stephen Lawrence we pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Rebecca Baird and Lord we pray for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests in the thousands and we thank you for thousands of answers to prayer down through the years and uh, we pray for all of the people that we have ever prayed for going way back uh, to 1979 and Lord we pray for each and every soul that's still living And thank you for allowing us to pray for those who have died and gone on. And Lord, we pray now for salvation and spiritual family and life, mental and physical protection and provision, financial and material blessings upon them all and their families. And we pray that for these few by name. We pray for Pastor Buscebe and we join him in thanking you for the souls that have been saved during the baptism service lives changed and people healed and delivered thank you for the baptism service going well and for sister Evelyn's family giving of land for free to the ministry please work everything out regarding the details uh, in the legal process to get the title deed uh, Lord and uh, I thank you for this pastor because he understands That when things even seem easy They're not easy when it comes down to church work and ministry work And every detail has to be prayed over and asked uh, About for, uh, to you We all need to acknowledge you in all of our ways even the things we think are small and easy and uh, we pray for your protection over all children from the devil, secret religions, drug addictions, lesbianism, homosexuality, murder, etc. This pastor is in Kenya and it's happening over there. Wokeism is over there. And bless their sponsored media program that raises the concern about parenthood, learning structures, and Christian values and faith Please hear Sister Dora's knees, provide for your church, and deliver the church from economic hardships, family disputes, insecurity, starvation, and poverty. Deliver Kenya and all of Africa from drought, famine, and starvation. Provide them with Bibles for new souls uh, that have been saved. Basic needs for orphans and widows, food and water, church planting and construction and financial resources for ministry work. Lord we pray for Wa Inyang for your will to be done regarding his Nigerian Navy application strengthen his prayer life. We pray for Rosario please heal and strengthen Erica and Darrell's relationship Help their love to continue to be strong prosper and grow Help them to grow each day in an unshakable union that will shine the light of Jesus On all who know them help them to bear the trials and tribulations that lie Ahead and help them to always keep Jesus at the center of their lives and holy father God we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the ministry in the thousands but Lord, we pray for a few by name, help them all to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. We pray for Motaz, we pray for Dakota, we pray for Dan, we pray for Dayan, we pray for Marlene And Lord, we pray for all of the people who have recommitted their lives to you and have come back to you from a backslidden state. They were already saved, they heard the preaching, uh, but needed felt the need to come back to you. We pray for Derry. Ferdinand Cecil Don and MB we commit all of these souls into your hands let your will be done in their lives and in our lives In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake Amen ladies and gentlemen Lord willing and if The Lord tarries is coming and we live and the creek don't rise uh, I'll be back with you in a few hours to preach the Sunday night Sunday evening message the Sunday evening evangelistic message uh, tonight by the grace of God and uh, Until then, please pray without ceasing And uh, for those of you who love football and you're watching football You still as a child of God, you can pray without ceasing Just hit the mute button when the commercials come on And pray with your wife and children Get your snacks and enjoy yourselves but uh, Lord willing, I'll be back about the same time the Sunday night football game is going to come on. You say, preacher, why? Why do you ch- why do you challenge these things? Why do you uh, preach at that time? I, I, I'm just going to put the Lord first, and you can make up your mind what you're going to do. But I'm going to be preaching, and so pray without ceasing. Continue instant in prayer. That's the verse I sent to all of my children today. Continue instant in prayer. And uh, as the Marines say, Semper Fi, always faithful. And as the Air Force boys say, Semper Supra, always above. God bless you, Lord willing, I'll see you tonight.